It's time now for Super Psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. Good evening and welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. This evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpell.com and also on Apple Podcasts. And today is Sunday, January the 17th, 2021, and happy Martin Luther King Jr. birthday weekend. I'm psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell, and I hope that you're all staying safe wherever you are while we keep you informed and hopefully entertained as well. And Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here with us this evening as usual to help us to make the show run smoothly. Our guest, um, we had a little bit of a change. Last week I announced that Kylie Harris would be on from Melbourne, but that has been pushed to a later date. And so tonight we have a guest joining us right after the break to discuss what is happening right now in our nation. Kim Weaver Frisch has been on the show several times previously. She's an Iowa long-term care ombudsman and former Iowa congressional candidate. And tonight she joins us wearing her political hat as a former congressional candidate to give her perspective of the attack on the United States Capitol and our democracy last week. And then later in the program, the twins, Minerva and Ruben, join us again from the Bay of Benderas to discuss another Mexico destination. And along the way, I'll continue my discussion about bringing passion into your life during this new normal. And throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air to my guest. Email address is drmara, that's D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And you can hear this evening's program again after the show by going to my website, and the link to the podcast will be posted later tonight, along with all of the website links and any other important information given by my guests on the show. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, that's B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash your golden years and you can also hear it on apple Podcasts in about five minutes after the show ends and for information from previous programs to listen to all of the previous shows that have been broadcast here on blog talk radio um, you can go to my website drmaricarpel.com and you can also hear all of those previous shows by going to blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years or on apple Podcasts as well And for future shows, to find out what's coming up next or any other events that we're doing, find out, you know, about the book, find out about um, talks that I'm giving online, and 
blog, follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. This show is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. And we're going to take a brief break. Um, don't go anywhere because um, it'll be a brief break. And when we come back, we'll be joined right here, Kim Weaver Frisch, to talk about the attack on the Capitol and our democracy. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Worried about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years. Specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia, Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Brothers of the sun, to children of the moon at night, one sees the stars, one hears the bird in flight, like the beauties in the sea, they live their lives in harmony, one sees the way. And one hears the song it brings. And Micah's out to play. And Nathan's here to stay a while. And don't go so far away. He's right behind. Watch him, here he comes. Don't go so 
Watch him, here he comes To brothers of the sun To children of the moon at night One sees the stars And one hears the bird in flight Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com All right, and we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us on the phone from Iowa, we have Kim Weaver Frisch, who's been on the show several times before. She's the long-term care ombudsman in Iowa and former Iowa congressional candidate. And tonight she joins us to talk about last week's attack on the U.S. Capitol and our democracy. Welcome, Kim. Welcome back. Thank you. And I'm so sorry I was late. I, with all the holidays, I've just kind of lost track of what the days are. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people with COVID, um, you know, with our disrupted work schedules, I, I saw a meme that said from now on, the days of the week will be this day, that day, the other day, the day I can't remember. <laughs> exactly. so, yeah. No, I and then we have a holiday tomorrow, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, and thank you for, for being on the program again. Um, it's been a couple of years. You were on about 10 years ago. I yeah. yeah, yeah. So how are things up there in Iowa? Cold, you know, it's Iowa, Cold. it's winter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's uh, it's been interesting because, you know, I'm kind of concerned about what's going to happen on the day of the mm-hmm. inauguration. There's already yes. been some protests in Iowa, and I'm just, I'm just staying home. I, I honestly wish that they had the inauguration virtually because I think I there's too big of a chance of – people just doing stupid things and too big of a chance of people getting hurt. I I agree. I agree, but I guess we don't have control of that. No, no. And, you know, I, I don't know if you knew this, but I, I was at the um, inauguration in 2013 for Obama okay. because I was a, yeah, I was a delegate um, for 2012 and I remember sitting there, you know, we were in these bleachers and we were just right down from the podium where, where he went. And I thought, you know, people are there and, and people start, you know, firing guns off and everything or bombs mm-hmm. or whatever. They're just sitting ducks. And as, as right. important as it was for me to go, um, if I was in the same position this year, I would stay home. Right. Yeah. Just I yep, agree. wouldn't go. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it's just so you know, sad. the last time you know, the last time you were on, you had two times two times ago <laughs> you were on <laughs> because you were running for Congress against uh yes. Steve, Steve King. King. Yep. And then the last time you were on you had dropped out because of right. uh threats. And from Nazis, actual people that right. called themselves Nazis. I mean, not really? just people, but they're like, oh, oh, you just call somebody that doesn't agree with you a Nazi. I'm like, no, they call themselves Nazis. So <laughs> I'm, just, wow. I'm just repeating what they call wow. themselves. Yeah. 
so you know, let's let's talk a little bit about what happened last week. Um, maybe you can give your your insight and and here's yeah. a question. Do you think that what happened with you was sort of like uh, you know, a a look into what was going to happen last definitely, week? Definitely kind of a precursor. Um mm-hmm. that these people felt emboldened that they for some reason they call themselves patriots. And every time I hear that, I, I get nauseous. Um, my, my family, I'm a member of the Daughters of the American Revolution. I had mm-hmm. four, like, I don't even know how many great-great-grandparents, you know, grandfathers that fought in the American Revolution. And, wow. you know, it's, it's a, I, I watched that. I, it, I, you know, turned it on at lunchtime. All this stuff started happening, and I was supposed to have a meeting at one, a Zoom meeting with my boss and um, a coworker because we're working on some stuff. And I, I sent her an email, and I said, I'm sorry. I, I can't even talk right now. I said, there's absolutely mm-hmm. no I, – I was in tears. I, mm-hmm. you know, I just – I was so appalled because, to me, that's just like this sacred space for democracy. Right. And to have these people with, you know, wearing horns and furs and acting like, oh, you know, and then and to have seen that our president basically said, well, he said, march down to the Capitol. And, of mm-hmm. course, he didn't go with them. He went back to his little bunker and was all safe and sound. And, right, the you know, then there were people that were killed. And uh, I mean, one of the mm-hmm. Capitol police officers was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. In what world? In what world is that okay? I mean, I have no problem with peaceful protest, and it is you know lawful assembly that is part of our constitution. But at no time mm-hmm. does breaking into our Capitol building and threatening our duly elected duly elected legislators. I mean, this is the stuff that you see in Iran and other third world mm-hmm. or third world countries or places that, you know, I'm sure Putin was having a great time with it. And mm-hmm. the fact that these people think that they're patriots, I just, but I, I just, it's hard to wrap my head around it. And, and their intention their intention, very well stated, you know, clearly mm-hmm. stated, was to overturn yeah. an election. The will of the people. The will of the people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how, you know, they they were trying to, they, they thought the election was stolen. So what, what do they do? They're going in there to steal the election. Right. It just makes no <laughs> sense. And it's just, it's just like... What part of this do you not understand? I was watching, I don't know if you saw this, but there was some new footage of, of them in the, you know, in the room where they, Congress had been meeting. And, it was the Senate um, chamber, were, I believe. In the Senate, oh, it was the Senate chamber when they were in there. Yeah, and they, got they were the, the Senate and the House, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. And um, if you were just watching that 
and you didn't like just a frame around that and you didn't know the full picture, you would think that it was a bunch of guys who were getting together in some clubhouse, right. And flexing their muscles and praying and, you know, and the police well, officer yeah, was there yeah. saying, yeah. Go ahead, and sorry. the police officer yeah. was saying, Hey, you know, you gotta, you gotta come out, you gotta leave because now you're pushing the line. You're pushing the line. <laughs> Yeah, they they, they okay. obliterated the line. Their, the line was gone. <laughs> right. So in that little, you know, just looking at that, it would be like, okay, there's a bunch of guys who are just, like, having fun and, you know, causing mischief. But if you pull back and you see that, no, they broke into the Capitol building, and at that very moment there were mm-hmm. representatives that we elected who were in hiding so that they, mm-hmm. from them so that they wouldn't get killed. Right, and their children right. and their wife. I mean, mm-hmm. they had family there. Um, there was a newly elected mm-hmm. senator from a southern state. I mean, I don't remember what state she's from. And she's a Republican, and she has two younger children. And they are, you know, doing school remotely. So she was kind of excited about having them do their schoolwork there. And she said, how cool would that be as a kid? to, you know, roam the halls of the Capitol and do your work from there. But she said uh-huh. on Monday, since she, she is a Republican, she'd been monitoring, you know, some of the, the more conservative message boards and things like that, and she just had a bad feeling, and she sent her kids home. She said, you guys, mm-hmm. you know, you're, put them on the first plane out of there. You can't be here. And the thing that scares me the most is the fact that everybody's like, why didn't they have enough security? Why didn't they? it was like, yeah, really good question. I mean, mm-hmm. why did Donald Trump fire the Secretary of Defense? Why were all these other people taken out? Why did he fire the head of cybersecurity? Probably because he was planning something. This guy's deranged, um, and you know, I he honestly thought that he could have his way, have a temper tantrum, and take over our freaking government. And now it's coming out that there were some Capitol Police that were involved, um, right. that, you know, arresting legislators and attorneys and former Air Force fighter pilots. And I had a friend call me and tell me that she knew of someone in law enforcement in Iowa that was there. What should she do? She was afraid so I connected to her to a um, U.S. Attorney General um, connection that I knew, because I said, just you know, pretend like you don't know anything, um, mm-hmm. because some of these—I mean, these people are scary. They think it's okay. Yes. And and and, and the craziest thing, Mara, is that they go in there and they're live streaming, and that one woman from Texas right. is a a realtor. She's like, hey, you know how to, who to get as a realtor. I'm like, yeah, not you, because you're going to be in jail. And now they're all pleading to Donald Trump to give him pardon. Pardon and Yeah, yeah and go, I'm go, doing what I, the president asked me to do. Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> Giuliani has come out, and I, I, I kind of call him Giuliani. I just, I, but he recently mm-hmm. said to somebody that a pardon would cost him $20 million. Um, I just read that today. I don't know if it's founded or not I don't know but I thought yeah I'm sorry dude with the horns and the fur coat you're not going to get pardoned because you don't have enough money Uh uh-huh so I just 
So here's the question. You know, you've been in politics for a while. You're really up on what's going on now. Um, yeah. Where do we go from here to protect our democracy? Because do you feel like it's still we're still really on shaky ground in terms of keeping we, our democracy safe? We are on shaky ground. And one of the things that I had friends there. I mean, mm-hmm. Eric Swalwell mm-hmm. is a member of Congress from California. Yeah, yeah. He was the first person yeah. that called me when I lost and said, Hey Kim, and then when my mom passed away, he sent me a text, and you know, mm-hmm. I knew he was there, and a friend Cindy asked me, she's from Iowa. I had friends there, people that I've met, people that I've had pictures taken with, and I was terrified for their lives. Oh yeah, and yeah, you know, and it and it wasn't just Democrats. I mean, they wanted to hang Pence. They literally mm-hmm. wanted to kill the Vice President of the United States. Right. In what world is that okay? And, you know, right. the biggest thing is that what concerns me is that it appears that there are a lot of people that are military or former military and in law enforcement that we're all a part of this. So mm-hmm. it's almost like who who can you trust? Right. And I think that, unfortunately, it seems like the Republicans in, you know, the House and the Senate – don't want to actually step up and do what they need to do because they're too afraid of losing an election. But what about losing our democracy? And I'm very Mm -hmm. happy to see that, you know, different people like Josh Hawley, he lost his book deal and he was whining about it. I'm like, well, you know what, dude, it's a private business. They can choose not to do business with you. Just like you think that bakers don't have to make cakes for gay couples. You know, uh, mm-hmm. they're not gonna mm-hmm. they're not gonna give you the book deal. You can go self publish. And the Kansas City Star said that you know, blood's on your hand, which I was so proud of them for saying that. Marriott, Hallmark, um, several different mm-hmm. companies have come out and said. Mm-mm. Hallmark even actually requested that he return their their donation, which. <laughs> Wow. That was pretty funny. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Okay. I was like, yeah, dude, not only are we not going to give you any more money, but, you know, we want our money back. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, you know, the the guy that came in um, the primary and went on to win the election, um, Randy Feenstraw, he was one that came mm-hmm. out. He was just kind of a little lemming. He was one that came out to – I'm not going to support the certification. Well, you know, I, I really hope that turns around and bites him in the butt. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. and you, you, you threaten people's donations <laughs> as somebody that ran. That's really important. Right. And I think it's important right. that as, Dem- as Democrats, we can't, you know, Michelle Obama, I was there when she spoke in 2012 and or at the convention and she said, they go low, we go higher. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Us going higher is a little bit of part of the problem. I mean, we have to have right. integrity, but we can't just pass it off and go, oh, we just need to move on. No. Well, we need to hold them accountable. So here, I just came across this quote from Martin Luther King, because tomorrow's his birthday. 
And it yes. was all these quotes were up online. And his daughter, Bernice, wrote, um, we can't just skip justice and get to peace. And then she right. quoted her father. And she said, this is what Martin Luther King Jr. said, true peace is not merely the absence of tension. It is the presence of justice. Amen. No justice, no peace. Right. You can't just say, you know, and so all of that, you know, let's get together, let's unite is all coming back to bite of peaceful Democrats in the butt because Mm -hmm. it's been turned around to say, hey, let's just get along, get over it. You can't get over it until people have been brought to justice. And and here's here's the other thing, Ara, is that I I remember when 9-11 happened. I had gotten to work early. Mm-hmm. I started work at 7, so, you know, we're central time. And the first plane hit at, like, 8. And right. I went upstairs, and one of my coworkers, she had a TV on, and I just stood there and stared at it. And this this hit me as hard as 9-11 granted Mm -hmm. we didn't lose as many people but the scary thing is this threat came this terrorist attack in 9-11 came from outside of us this terrorist attack came from inside us and these people are not patriots they are terrorists and insurrectionists and we need to look at them that way Right. And if we don't, if we don't, it's just going to keep happening because they're still yeah. out there. A lot of, you know, not everybody's been arrested. Well, and, and there the, are and more the people that, and there are more people who are, you know, supportive of them. And if they see people not yeah. not being brought to justice, it'll just keep happening until right. we are overthrown. Right. And the same mm-hmm. people that did this are the same people that, you know, Timothy McVeigh blew up um in Oklahoma, the federal building and, you know, all the mass murderers that, you know, it just goes on and on and on. It's all the same people. And, you know, we really, really, really need to look at gun safety. I don't say gun rights mm-hmm. because people are like, uh, but the thing is, look at your second command, second amendment. I was like commandment, second amendment. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it is treated like know, a commandment. Isn't I it? know it is <laughs> kind of like a Freudian slip, I guess there, but right. we, you know, it's in order to have a, a well-formed militia. It's not every dude who wants to can have an arsenal in his house. That's not what it was mm-hmm. set up for. It was set up during a time of the American Revolution where, you know, British people were, British soldiers were breaking into people's homes and, you know, threatening them. And, you know, so going to skip here a little bit to the NRA. Um, Wayne LaPierre is being investigated okay. for misuse of funds. Shocker. I'm so shocked with that one. Right. Um, uh-huh. And and the thing is, now they're claiming bankruptcy in New York State because they want to reorganize in Texas and avoid some criminal charges. Really? Wow. Mm -hmm. All the money these people give them. I've got to tell you, it was a proud moment in my life when I ran for Congress and I got an F on the report card from the NRA. Uh Um, (laughs) I I didn't even fill out their (laughs) questionnaire. I was like, seriously? No, I didn't even fill it out. But I got an F. I'm like, yay, 
that's a badge of honor for me. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's it's just uh, it's it's been it has been a traumatic year. Um, oh, I I remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been traumatic for me for like the last four, but I remember mm-hmm. I went to bed after I lost the election in 16 and one of my campaign people woke me up and said, you have President Trump. And I won't repeat what I said to him because I don't think you can really repeat that on air, but I was just kind of okay. like, go away. He's like, no, really. I'm like, no, I can't. No, this isn't true. I was much mm-hmm. more, I was depressed for like three months. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe what was happening to our country. I thought we're living in some sort of alternative reality. You know, mm-hmm. I had much more faith in my fellow Americans that they were smarter than that. But, you know, not much that Trump has done has surprised me because he is mm-hmm. who he is. What surprises me is Mitch McConnell and all these people supporting him. And, you know, McConnell obviously has no courage. He, he doesn't care about our country. And it wasn't until, okay, yeah, it's done, that he finally said, oh, yeah, Trump's our president. Really? Uh-huh. Wow. I'm just like, so, you, you are no, no Democratic legislator at all. So where do we go from here? How do we? I mean, I think um, I agree. I think we need justice. I need think we need investigations to see what went I, wrong yeah. with, you know, what happened yeah. over there. Why were there? Why was there no protection? Um, yep. Well, I know, know why there wasn't why any protection. Were police, I don't know. Yep. It was like, there was who a conspiracy. Was, who it, was involved? Yeah. Yep. Who was involved? Because obviously not all of the Capitol Police were involved because some got no. beaten up and one got killed. Yep. Right, but who was involved, and who was involved in the in Congress and in the House because mm-hmm. they were giving tours the day before yep. Yep. during a pandemic norm- when there are no that they, that, Yep, and they normally wouldn't be giving tours to those people. And right. the other thing is, so they've installed newer um, metal detectors. A lot of GOP mm-hmm. legislators are going around the lines and saying, "You can't make me do this." So right. now they they have enacted a five thousand dollar fine for the first time they do it, and a ten thousand dollar fine for afterwards. And evidently mm-hmm. they are allowed to have firearms inside the building, but not in the chambers. And and to be honest, given like Josh Hawley and these people, who knows what some of these people will do? I don't I don't mm-hmm. know if I would trust a legislator to have a weapon in the chamber. I you know right. I just I know that that sounds insane I two years ago I never would have thought I would say that but I think what we Mm -hmm. need to do now going forward is Trump needs to be investigated and prosecuted for everything he's done he cannot be just left alone and I know that our future president Biden you know he's like I'm thankful that he's saying you know that's not my job because it isn't but they can't uh-huh. let this drop. And they need to right. have I, – I, I would love to have him hire back that gentleman who was the head of cybersecurity. Even though he's a longtime Republican, obviously the guy knows his stuff. You know, we mm-hmm. need good people. We need good people there. 
And, right. you know, we have the ability to figure out who these people are. And I had posted mm-hmm. on Twitter about how, hey, guys, guess what? More people died at the terrorist action at the Capitol than died at Benghazi. You think yep. they're going to, yep. you know, put the screws to Trump for 16 hours in a congressional committee meeting? Probably not. <laughs> no. I you know, and imagine. I, yeah. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm so angry, I, and, I, and I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, I don't know if you've ever, um, there's a movie about, I think it's called The Social Dilemma. It's with Facebook and all these, you know, all the, how they kind of route you. I, 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 I fully admit I live in an echo chamber on Facebook, but that's because I don't want to listen to those people. I mean, I have right. very liberal friends, and I have no desire to listen to the QAnon conspiracy theories. We need to find out who freaking Q is. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a Russian, you know. And I'm I thought they found pretty... him. I thought he was someone in New Jersey. Oh, when did that's that happen? That's what I, I, a few weeks ago, I thought I heard that they found huh. who started it. Oh, wow. I yep. didn't hear that. Now, maybe that was wrong. That's what I, yeah. Well, hopefully. And the whole, but the crazy thing is these people believe it, that all these Mm -hmm. Democratic lawmakers are running circles of pedophiles and pizza shops. And it's like, seriously, it's, it's like that one attorney, I cannot remember her first name, it's Powell is her last name. And she's like, you know, saying that, People have been dead for five years. Are part of it. It's like Cesar Chavez is right. part of the election fraud. I'm like, <laughs> he's been dead. Are you kidding me? And that's why I thought so, maybe so, she was cute because it just sounded so out there. I mean, we're running out of time, but I just like in a couple of minutes left. What can people do to like? It feels very helpless, right? We feel helpless when we're watching something like that unfold on I, television, yep. and we. I what, what I do? believe I believe that if you suspect that somebody was there, you mm-hmm. need to contact usually the like the district um the US attorneys for the different states. They're taking calls. I would not call the local police. I hate to say that. Um okay. but you know, call the FBI. And you could be anonymous mm-hmm. evidently. But you know, it's kinda like after 9-11, you hear, see something, tell somebody. You know, hear something, see something, tell somebody. Um, right. These, right. These, these people are not patriots. They're terrorists. And so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, we can't just let it, you know, slide And they came by. from all over the country, so they could yeah, be everywhere. anyone's neighbor. Mm-hmm. The one guy that was at the front of the line, he was from Des Moines. I grew up. Where I lived 30 wow. minutes from there. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they they just thought, and the thing is, they thought that was okay. What else are they going to think is okay? Right, right. So that, I think that's my thought really, is. Okay. I think, it, yeah, I think what you're saying is really like repercussions for their behavior. Like we need to show mm-hmm. that it's not going to be. We're not just going to say, okay, let's all, let's yep. all get along now. <laughs> well, they, they, they like to say that they're the, house. yeah, they like to say that there's a party of law and order. Okay. What well, you guys broke the law. Here we go. Right. 
So, yep, law and order. I agree. Yep, I agree. I think I think that's really the most important thing right now, and I think that helps us to feel more secure if we mm-hmm. know that our, you know, our intelligence, like the FBI, are really going after people who are dangerous and mm-hmm. preventing them well, from and, yep. doing anything. Hopefully more. they are. Yep, hopefully they are. Mm-hmm. All right. We also so need to Kim. keep our legislators um, uh, um, accountable. Sorry. But, yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. No, no, you're right. We have to, uh, what you were just saying. We have to keep our legislators accountable. We They work for us. Yep. And they need to remember that. Mm-hmm. So, Kim, we're, we're just about out of time. But I would love to have you come back on in the near future when things maybe are further down the road in this new administration and we can see how it's going. Sure. I'd love to. That would be great. And thank you for coming on. So, you know, the last minute to, Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I, I just didn't, I I didn't have it on my calendar. (laughs) But thanks for coming on, you know, you know, this just happened, and we got you on right away. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, I'm glad. I'm glad so, I could be here, and I, I appreciate you. And just let me know anytime you would like me to come on, and I'd be happy to do so. Yes. Okay. Thank you. And you're you have welcome. A have a good evening. And I will. And stay safe. Okay. Oh, I will. Definitely. All right. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> okay. Bye bye. All right. We're gonna take a break, quick break. Um, Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. All right, and we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpel and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpel.com. And in the few minutes that we have before we go to the twins who are in Mexico to talk about Uh, travel in Mexico, another destination. I do want to talk about finding our passion, finding our purpose, feeling joy again in the midst of all of this chaos and in the midst of isolation, in the midst of chaos in our country. um, I think, I do think that this is relevant and, um, you know, I think that we need to find a way to um, find peace within ourselves and to find a feeling of meaning and purpose in our lives while all of this is going on. And, in fact, because tomorrow is Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday or the day that it's celebrated, I'm going to quote him again, and um, and I think that this is also relevant. And he said, the ultimate measure of a man, and I'm going to add in, or a woman, is not where he or she stands in moments of convenience and comfort, but where he or she stands at times of challenge and controversy. 
So it's really easy to um, to be someone who um, leads people toward you know a better life and um, creating great things in the world. And it's also easy to feel passion and joy. Thing around us is calm. Um, when things are going well in our lives and in the world, when it's convenient. It takes more effort and it's actually more meaningful when we can do it at a time when it's not so convenient, when it's really challenging. And during a challenging time such as this, I do. I really think that um, passion is a little bit different. So... You know, in the past, I've talked about finding your passion and doing things that make you feel good and doing things where you can bring light into the world while feeling joyful. And that's all really important. But I think at a time like this, and I've written about this, I wrote a blog about it, about how your passionate path is never blocked. At a time like this, passion also consists of your Dharma, as they call it in Eastern religion, or your purpose. And it's not always fun. So right now, doing things that bring light into the world, that help other people, um, are really, really important because of the world is in such a dark place at this moment. And hopefully... There is a light at the end of the tunnel, but it's going to be a little while before we get there. Um, We don't know what's going to happen next in this country with all the political strife and people committing violence in order to get their way, feeling that they're not getting their way, so they have to fight for it and, and hurt other people and hurt even our democracy and our way of living. Um. And we're in the middle of a pandemic. There's a couple of vaccines out, but it's very hard to get them right now. And the numbers are still going up. We're in the worst part of this pandemic that we have been in since it started last March. And it wasn't like the calendar year changed and suddenly everything went away. So right now is the time that we need to work really hard at bringing light into the world. The world needs our light. And that can be our passion because when we are doing things that are purposeful, that are, that show compassion, because that's like the main thing that we need right now. We don't have total control over everything else. And, And there are some things that you can do to help in terms of bringing more peace into this country, like um, Kim was saying, if you see something, say something, um, you know, make your legislators accountable, let them know what you want so that um, they know that if they want your vote (laughs) the next time they're up for an election, that they need to listen to their, their people. So that's part of it. But the other part of it is actually 
showing compassion. And I talked about that last week, and the definition of compassion is a little bit different than the definition of empathy. Empathy is the feeling, the feeling of I understand what another person is going through and the pain that they feel. And that's, that's an important part of compassion. But compassion is the action that comes from empathy, actually doing things to help other people, showing that you care, giving that person um, someone to pick up some of their weight that they carry of their pain. And that can be through doing big things, getting involved in organizations that actually go out and help the homeless, help the people that are struggling right now financially because of the pandemic, Um, going to the food bank and being there to volunteer to help bring people food. And it can be day-to-day things like wearing a mask when you go to the store um, because you don't want to be part of the problem. You don't want to infect other people because wearing a mask is for other people more than it is for yourself. Um, Calling people who you know are struggling to see if they're okay. Showing compassion is not always fun. It's not always fun, but the rewards of it are really powerful because when we know that we have helped other people rather than just minding our own business and not doing anything to help just taking care of ourselves, it's just each, each person for themselves. When we reach out and we help other people, then it comes back to us not just you know, in terms of if you believe in karma, that people pay you back, but actually giving without even the expectation of karma or points in heaven, anything like that, that you're just doing it because you're human and it's the right thing to do, then it comes back to you in terms of bringing light into your life because, you know, we need light in our own lives in order to be able to keep functioning right now. And when we, I mean, the the research shows it, that when we show compassion for other people, we actually feel good, even though it's hard. So right now, I, uh, you know, before, you know, we're going to go in just a moment, but I guess the moral of this whole story is that finding your passion finding that reconnecting to that feeling of passion and joy is part of it is finding things that feel good and and being creative, spending some time doing creative things to fill your own um, cup, right? Because when your cup is full, you're more able to help other people. But it's also about being there for other people. And it's not always fun when you're doing it. But the reward is feeling more purposeful and more passionate about life and having more joy in this life, in your life, feeling more light. Seeing a light in the world brings light to you. So it's a balance. You need to both do things that help you feel good, um, spending, you know, making sure that you're eating right and exercising and doing something creative that feels good. Um, 
following your path if you're able to right now with the pandemic. Some people are on a path where they can and some people are kind of blocked right now because they can't be around other people. It depends on what that path is. But even more important right now to be there for other people, to be a light in this world. Okay. So on that note, um, we're going to play a little music. We're going to go to something a little more joyful and play some of Art's music about Mexico, about Bay of Banderas, Mexico, Punta Mita. And then we're going to play the interview with Ruben and Minerva in Bay of Banderas about another travel destination in Mexico. to get back to work. And where will you be taking us today? Ensenada. All right. Go ahead. Ensenada is a port city of the Pacific coast of Mexico, Baja California Peninsula. And it's hard in the harbor and waterfront area with a Malecon promenade. What was once a casino, the Rivera de Ensenada is now a cultural center. The Nervi Museum of History and the Regional Historical Museum trace the era's people and past. 
migrating great whales within the waters of shore, southwest of the city Isla Bufadora Lobo. The city was founded September 17, 1642, under the name San Mateo. At the time the first European explorers arrived in the region, the human people inhabited the region. The tribes Kiwa, Paipai, and Kumeyaay still exist today in Ensenada, which means bay or cove. The population is a little over half a million, and with the perfect weather, Many young Americans, as well as Canadians, are beginning to move into Ensenada. Seeing that Ensenada is only 65 miles from border of California, it's easy to take a short cruise from Los Angeles or Long Beach. Touring is a big industry for many things to enjoy while visiting. The traditional economic activities in Guadalupe are alive and wine production. Currently, about 90% of wine production in Mexico originates in the valley of Guadalupe and at Hansen, Calafia. Many local wine producers offer tours and testing every year during the month of August. The beginning of wine harvest session is celebrated in the Guadalupe Valley and in the city of Ensenada with a two-week log service of cultural and culinary events, all under the title banner of Fiesta de la Vendimia, Wine Harvest Festival. This event attracts people from all over the world. All right, that was great. Um, how's everything in the Bay of Banderas with COVID? Everything remains the same with the same restrictions. In fact, we are going to enter class again, but it's going to be online again. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, well, stay safe, okay? And until next time, adios. Until next time, adios. All right. So to the end of another program. Um, next Sunday, January 24th, host of the IGTV show, Positive Place. Um, I was on his show a few weeks ago. Motivational speaker and prolific author, Henry X, will join us from Detroit to discuss his latest book, The Gumbo, Food for Thought. And the twins, who you just heard, will be back to talk about another spot in Mexico, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about finding our way to inner peace. Okay, I've talked about compassion and doing what we can to help the world. And I'm going to talk about finding peace in chaos so that we can, we can have the energy to do great things in the world. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this show and um, – Listen, listen to previous programs, read about previous programs, read my blog, find out my book, all of that. One-stop shop. Go to my website, drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And you can also listen to this evening's program in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to Blog Talk Radio. That's B-L-O-G talkradio.com slash your golden years. And you can also listen on Apple Podcasts in about five minutes from now. And for 
be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years, to find out what's coming up in the future. This show was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. And special thanks to my guests, Kim Weaver Frisch, Minerva and Ruben in Bay of Bandadas, and of course, thank you to Art. And thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Stay safe. Any guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show.